Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. I am Tower here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence for the WIBR Warren Radio Network to us through our contact page on warren-usa.com. And you can find the WIBR Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, LinkedIn, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows through warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also download the shows there and share them with your family and friends, which we appreciate. And you can also find the Warren Radio on the following streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, and Podchaser. Be sure to give us a thumbs up and leave a good comment on the shows where you heard us, because your interaction helps, and we appreciate it. Thank you. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Epic Saga of Responsibility. Thus, the Epic Saga of Responsibility is the charge given, the witnesses revealed, and the testimony spoken concerning these things. Also, Eudokia, God's secret sets men free. Eudokia, God's secret is fulfilled worldwide on a daily and hourly basis. It makes the devil angry and the demons of hell rage. It is that secret which cannot be bought, purchased, or obtained through worldly means. And don't miss the posts on warn-usa.com. Christian Living Today vapor in the mist of time. Christian living today, it is true, life passes by like a mist. Your life, whether you are a Christian or not, is here today and gone tomorrow. And all the shows on Warren Radio, on warren-usa.com, are available 24-7 to listen and download. And the latest posts on DanaGlynSmith.com, Visions of Sugar Plums and Socialism. Socialists dream visions of sugar plums are dancing in the minds of many people in our government who support the nonsense which we have witnessed. And also on DanaGlynSmith.com, you can go there to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Vision Media. And this is News from the Field, a 
a report out of Saudi Arabia. Your podcast, Visions, Faith, and the Persecuted Church has good performance in Apple Podcast. In Apple Apple Podcast ratings, and for the last 30 days, it's been in position 35 in the category of Christianity in Saudi Arabia. And this data is provided by podstatus.com. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, doing good. We're a little bit cooler. Two degrees. <laughs> Maybe three. Still I, hot at actually, 92. Well, actually, I think that was more than that. Our porch was at 106 the other day, whichever one that was. Well, it was still over 100 today. It was. It's too hot for me. But it wasn't that in here. But... Uh, and the other day, they reported on our local news that the town we're in was hotter than the Saharan Desert, which is the <laughs> hottest desert on in the world, maybe? I don't know. Well, that's the kind of news I want to hear. <clears throat> yes, isn't it, though? Well, lucky for us, we have some places that you can go. I mean, that's that's one positive note for going up in the mountains. Yes. Well, at any rate, up front, we're going to talk about Pakistan and a Christian mother. There's a lot of news on Pakistan tonight. Well, you know, we see some good signs with what they did with the Sea of Bibi, also with this couple that they released. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the beginning, this thing was a setup for them. Now the We'll talk about that later. Oh, is that is that one of the ones you're doing? Yes. Okay, good. So, at any rate... You know, this stuff just gets to the point that it's irritating. You know, these people target these soft targets, a Christian mother. Oh, it makes me angry that they get away with this stuff. She has five kids. And she was abducted. 20 years, uh, 20 days in captivity, repeatedly raped, drugged, and beaten. And uh, according to her husband, Venus Beebe went out for household shopping. On her way back home, some Muslim men blocked her way and told her to told her accompany them and not make a noise. Before she had time to process what they were saying, they grabbed her by the hand and dragged her to a car parked nearby. And they reported who did it. And he's a man who has a record of uh, kidnapping Christian females. And because he's wealthy, he escapes punishment. 
and uh, after his wife was abducted, uh, the husband went to the police to demand her, to get police uh, to demand her release. And finally the police forced him, uh, the guy that did it, to uh, release her, and she was found later not able to walk and on a roadside. Well, that's because these idiots raped her repeatedly. Now, see, I'm all for shooting these people in the head. Someone in Pakistan needs to get a grip on what truth really is. If you're a Muslim and you're out there re uh, repeatedly raping some other guy's wife, I don't care what the Koran says. That's wrong. It is. It's wickedness. Pure it wickedness. It is wicked. And if you think you're going to go to heaven because you raped repeatedly a Christian woman, you're full of peanuts and a few other things. Well, when he gets into eternity, he's his money isn't going to do him any good. So at any rate, the husband was crying when he said this. We are poor and Christian, therefore the police are not taking any action against the abductor. And uh, because he bribes the police, that's why. He says, I want justice for my wife, and I want all the kidnappers arrested and punished for their crimes. That's right. So they can stop kidnapping more Christian women. Now, see, we cover this all the time for a reason. To bring these stories. But, see, these people are poor. These people are innocent. They haven't done nothing except live in Pakistan. And Pakistan has gotten better, but it's still a bad place for Christians. And we've covered over the years horrendous things that these Muslims got away with. And we find that in the world today, there are radical Muslims all over the world there's radical Hindus, but it's not the radical Hindus that are making jihad all over Africa. It's Muslims. Yep. There is persecution of Christians in China, but the Chinese aren't making jihad in, you know, Africa. The Christians in North Korea face persecution. But North Korea isn't in Africa making jihad. There's one religion on the face of this earth that has war religion, and that's Islam. Now, folks, we're head heading into the end of days, and I got a clue for you. Islam is not going to go away anytime soon. But it does get irritating to read about these people and our Congress and the UN and just about every kind of rights group in the world, the International Criminal Court, nobody does a thing to force Pakistan and India and you get into Africa to force them to corral these nincompoop Muslim terrorists. And now, of course, we got a uh, uh, you know, a dim bulb up there in the White House and a bunch of dim bulbs up there with Pelosi and Schumer. And they've got open borders and don't care. And we have all kinds of people. We don't even know who they are coming through the South. 
So if you think you're going to be comfortable in your home and everything's going to be wonderful, well, I got news for you. People sitting on their butts think they're just going to always be nice here in America. Well, I got news for you. Things are changing. There's a lot of trouble worldwide. You know, there was uh, one of the prophets talked about warned the children of Israel about being in luxury in Zion, meaning Jerusalem. They didn't think judgment would ever come to them, and they were abominable for what they were doing. God is not going to rust his justice forever. And these Muslims, there will be no Quran and no Islamic Muhammad or no Allah to save them. That's right. Because the wrath of our God will destroy every God and every demon on earth and in the heavens. You can you can just as sure as tomorrow's coming. That's where the truth is. So you put that in your whatever and smoke it. Because one day this thing is going to be done. Yeah, that will be good. You know, I, I have a I have a word. This comes from Missions uh, Network News Online. And they were talking about the MENA region, which is the Middle East and North Africa. And you know, when you look at it from the standpoint of persecution, North Africa, <coughs> I just classify them all in, in uh, together. Now see, it says North Africa. But see, it's Africa in general that we have a lot of persecution of Christians going on right now. But according to the Pew Research Center, one-fifth of the world's popu Muslim population lives in this region of Mina. Wow. Can you believe that? That's a lot. Now, this particular post on Mission Network News actually is revealing a new ministry, and that's one of the reasons I'm covering it. Uh, and, of course, they're not new to them. They're new to us because we <coughs> we don't always have every last ministry there is. This was unfoldingword.org. Unfoldingword.org. And their mission is to work with church leaders around the world who are seeking to establish their churches in sound doctrine but lack access to Bible translations and the languages their people speak. And so they equip the leaders with biblical research sources and effective training and that they are empowered to translate the Bible with excellence and efficiency in every language that needs one. And see, the thing of it is, is that as I talked about in the last post about Islam and the radicals and what they're doing, that God, his wrath is not going to wait forever. But the one thing that this ministry does and it's also something that we see with um, many other ministries that we've reported on 
and some of them that that were uh, in contact with all the time um, and the one requirement now there's a lot of requirements especially during covid for funds for food and to be able to take care of the people that are under lockdown but the other major request is for bibles and many of them will take bibles over anything else that's amazing and so this organization when they get into these regions and people get saved and they're speaking a language they teach these people how to translate the bible and they to get the word into their languages and they said that people who are passionate muslims some to the point of being radicals are now transformed christ has transformed them now david reeves is um with unfolding word and he says church leaders from a muslim background they have the same zeal and passion like the apostle paul <laughs> and it's emerging and 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 we've mentioned the same thing because we've seen this trend that's good i'm thank god so although we're seeing people like this one guy who is going out and raping women and doing all this other stuff and we see a lot worse a lot of deaths but see so these enemies now we're not talking about the nations remember the nations are in rebellion to God we're not you know we're, we're in America we're not trying to save America we're just trying to stop the judgment of God and keep it together long enough so until the Lord comes but we don't save countries we save people because the Lord is going to be redeeming everything. God will judge the nations. But nevertheless, and so, you know, they go in to help them when they see these passages to help them translate it and explain it in Arabic. And, uh, Right now, they're, they're uh, translating select scriptures, but they haven't quite got to the books of the Bible, and the reason they haven't, that takes a long time. And uh, You know, that's one of the things that, that we see. I mean, you've got to think of everything you can when you're looking at it. So at any rate, that's what's happened in the MENA region and a ministry that's involved in that region is unfoldingword.org and they provide the church leaders in this uh, area, this whole MENA region. And there's a lot of languages, a lot of things there that they've got to do, uh, challenges. And they provide the translation and the tools and the whole nine yards. So... This is all part of reaching the body. So thank God. Now, Tara, Tower, are you you ready <clears throat> with yours? Yes. This is about a Pakistan Christian couple. 
that were sentenced to death row for, and we've uh, talked about this couple. His name is Shafgat, and her name is Shagufta. They were convicted of um, blasphemy against Mohammed. It was because back in June of 2013, A Muslim cleric had a argument with them and so somehow was able to purchase a SIM card using her account and um, sent text messages to himself and they've not ever been able to find the phone that was used or the SIM card and the funny thing is some of these notes were written in English which the couple does not speak or have any knowledge of the English language so they sat in prison for years and um, finally and the courts did not want to do anything for fear of being killed by the crowds and so they kept sending it off to another court and another court and another court well, finally, there was a Muslim, or a, a court, a traveling judge, a session, a session judge. He visited the jail, um, and where Safgat was, and described him as a hopeless case. And it means that being Christian and and a blasphemy accused is itself sufficient for being hated by police, judges, lawyers, and the overall society. They are just left to die. And he had a back injury from years ago, and he was not able to get medical care. And finally, <clears throat> this judge set him free, set both of them free. Because... Um, they couldn't find any evidence. It was a bogus case. And so they were able to be released after several years in prison. So this was good to hear that these true Christians who had been sentenced to death under Pakistan's blasphemy laws were acquitted. That ended a nearly eight-year legal struggle. And they were both had been jailed separately on death row. They were unable to visit each other. And so this is a good story. We're glad to be reporting that they were released. And you need to remember that Pakistan, as reported by the Christian Persecution Watchdog, Open Doors, is the fifth most dangerous country in the world to be a believer in. If you live there and you're a believer, it's the fifth most dangerous country. So we, we're thankful that we can report this. Well, there's no doubt. And I've seen the update to that. It showed the husband and the wife together in a picture. Oh, that's good. Thank and, God. And it wasn't clear if they were out in the open yet because there's been a lot of threats against their life, just like there was against a sea of Yes, I'm sure. They had to hide her and, and get her out of the country when nobody could see and uh, these two are afraid that uh, they're going to be murdered the minute they go back home. I, I hope not. 
I know. And, and that's, uh, you know, when you're talking about this, these people get away with it. And, uh, you know, the people that do these things to these Christians, killing them. And uh, needless to say, the world, you know, I mean, we talk about fairness in the courts. And, uh, you know, we don't hear none of this except when it's brought up by the ACLJ or some other organization before the um, United Nations. And they've even brought it before the International Criminal Court in various cases. So, but, you know, with all this going on, you would think somebody in America would address us and say, well, you know, we shouldn't be so buddy-buddy with them, we, we, you know. That's right. We need to do something to, to persuade them not to do this to Christians. But but nobody does anything. I mean, you know, we've got a bunch of people that's running this country that they're interested in one thing. It surely ain't truth. Because if they were interested in truth, they would do something more than what they're doing right now. But at any rate, now, you know, the thing of it is, I did have an article on Saudi Arabia for today's show. Now, I don't find many of these concerning Saudi Arabia. I know, it seems unusual. And I was really, really surprised when I did this article. And before we even had a chance to do it, which was today, we got the news uh, that our podcast in Christianity, which is what it is on, uh, you know, when we send it out, and that's available through our Watchman uh, Alert Radio Network. That's why we call it Warren Radio. The Warren is the uh, Watchman Alert Radio Network, Warren. And uh, so Apple has changed a lot of their stuff. We've been on Apple for a lot of years in various forms. But now, uh, you know, they said ranking 35 in Saudi Arabia. Uh, You know, that's kind of strange because Saudi Arabia really did have a lot of, you know, um, really some issues in there. But then they got the new... um, uh, dude in there in charge and he actually has made a lot of uh, progress concerning the churches there and various other things now Adam that's a different name but that's what we're calling him he's a husband and father in Saudi Arabia he's a former uh, Muslim and uh He's approaching a trial this month, and I haven't gotten what's happened yet. Um, His passion for Christ angered his wife's Muslim parents. So they filed false claims against him. And his friend says that he just wants other people to know Jesus. And sometimes he leaves Bibles uh, behind in the great mosque. (laughs) (laughs) 
That yeah. can get you in a lot of trouble right there. Well, that's no different <coughs> than leaving tracks. We used to leave <coughs> tracks all the time when we were on the street. Yep. You know, uh, uh, we had our little tug-along boy with us. You remember him? Yeah. He was helping. The warrior? Uh, yeah. <laughs> in a restaurant, he shared about Jesus to a group of friends. But one of them betrayed him. And so he came out and he said to my brothers and sisters, I love you with all my heart, and I will remember each and every one of you who sent a message to me. Your message gives me confidence that Jesus is the victor. I do not what will have to happen to me. Will I see my children my wife again? Will I be able to view your messages? But I am confident that no matter how difficult it is, I will hold on to Christ to redeem me on the cross. My life began after I knew Christ. I found a relationship with the Lord who loves me. And he goes on to say, Beloved Jesus, come and fill us with your goodness and power. Touch our eyes and make us see ourselves as you see us. Let us see you in the people around us. We will not be afraid because your love for us does not diminish with torment, does not end or change, but always triumphs. Yeah, that's good. And so it ended up that Adam ended up with an $80,000, a fine equivalent to $80,000 that he had to pay within 30 days. And so he's decided to appeal. And he's happy that he has time to make arrangements for his family if the appeal is unsuccessful. And, you know, $80,000, that's a lot of money. That's like if you well, leave... Well, it's astronomical. Yeah, you, you leave one track and they want, you know, in this case, a Bible. But, you know, I mean, uh, there's track ministries in America. You leave one track and they find you 80000 They want you in jail. You know, that's not justice. That's baloney. But that's the kind of justice we find. But nevertheless, in Saudi Arabia... There is that push for Christianity. So, you know, the gospel goes forth. And uh, I remember when we began this ministry, the, the Internet wasn't anything like it was today. And we were on it doing shows when you really couldn't do shows. Uh, we were on it in the very beginning when there was no photos, no audios, just scribbling a few notes on a board. That was the internet. At any rate, Saudi Arabia. Now, we're in Scotland, and you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, We've come across Scotland several times this week. Isn't that kind of funny, Tower? Yeah, but this story's disgusting completely. It is. And it's an abomination. A Scottish teachers union is drawing backlash from Christians in the UK because they're promoting a controversial play in which Jesus Christ is portrayed as a transsexual. Now, see, they like to do this kind of thing. Yeah. And there was another one in America. Remember that? 
yeah, where he, I, where he that was, was uh, a few years ago. I don't know yeah. how well that went off. The devil was stopped to no lengths to do that. Yes. And in all these nations, including in America, including in our city, you know, I read an article today, Tower, and they were talking. I didn't read it. I saw the headlines, and I read the first few lines. But gay pride is, you know, pride now today is not just what the LGBTQ uh, have. It has become an industry. So all your big industries now push and promote LGBTQ because it makes them money. Yeah. And so... Anyway, this. what about this uh, story? This story at the BBC had reported that it, the play... <laughs> Jesus is a transsexual woman and it is now she walks the earth this is a play with music that presents her sayings her miracles her testimony and she does not condemn the gays or queers or trans women or trans men and no not the straight women nor the straight men neither because she is the daughter of God most certainly and almost has certainly the son also and God's child condemns nobody. She can only love. Now see. That's this disgusting. It's a perversion. This is total perversion. Of the word of God. Well, you know. I mean. This is just the way we are in today. And you are not going to change the mind of many people who are like this. That they have to be delivered by the power of God. But. To me, this is just sheer nonsense. Yes, this is a play, but it's nonsense. Makes you want to vomit. When when you stand up, you know, I mean, your lifestyle is your lifestyle. You know, and, and I was asked one time on one of our shows many years ago, and, and uh, the caller said, so you then believe that um, America is being destroyed because of homosexuality? And I said, no, I do not. I said, there's a lot more sins than homosexuality and all these other realities. And uh, first and foremost, there's adultery. There's lying. There's stealing. There's a lot. There's murder. I mean, give me a break, you know. I mean, when you start talking about sins, but see, we've we've not only cleansed America and the world of of any kind of wrongdoing when it comes to these particular LGBTQ, and of course, the people in the movies who creates all the plays and everything, you know, it's okay for them to do that. Well, you can pass laws and make it legal. But, uh, you know, there is such a thing as having a right to say, I don't believe in that. But you see, the thing of it is, they want to teach your children that this is truth. And this isn't truth. This is lies. Period. Yes, it is. And this story was written by Joe Clifford a man who identifies as a woman and also 
performs the title role in the play. You know, and and, and the thing of it is, well, down at the bottom, a former Church of England bishop of Rochester, uh, Michael Nazir Ali said, it is quite clear from the Gospels that the identity of Jesus is male. His mum is Mary, and he re always refers to God as Father. So to suggest otherwise is contrary to Christian teaching. You think? Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, you know, what we will do, I mean, this thing is so funny, it's ludicrous. I mean, it's just like... You know, you have some guy writes a play and convinces everybody this is the truth. Well, whatever. At least you get to soothe others. You know, you can get you all together and convince yourselves this is the truth. But you're going to have a shock when you stand before the Son of God. That's right. <clears throat> so at any rate, Tower has another one here. Well, this is the love of Jesus in the sex industry. <clears throat> and this, Car <clears throat> excuse me, Carly Gabbert is with Cherished out of Virginia. And it's a faith-based group operating out of Virginia. And it works to bring the love of Jesus to the women in the sex industry. And it talks about... Uh, Carly talks about uh, them not receiving respect from other people, whether it be your their clients, the managers, or even co-workers. And nearly 12 years ago, she felt the call to help women in dancing in strip clubs. And she said one day, as she was driving by the interstate on an overnight trip, she, she drove past a strip club. And her first thought was to look away and she said, God really just kind of said, why don't you minister to these ladies instead of taking, instead of looking away from them? So two years later, she heard about a ministry called Established Footsteps in Hampton, Virginia. They had launched the Cherished, Out Cherished Outreach. And that ministry focuses on making friendships with women who perform in strip clubs. She found many of them are there just to make ends meet. A lot of times they're going to school to be a police officer, a nurse, or a doctor. A lot of them have had to take a second job as an insurance rep or as a nurse's aide or dental assistant, or they work in a restaurant. And you can make some pretty quick money in that industry. And uh, one woman whose name they've changed to Elena, Oh, she told CBN News she was desperate her savings ran out she had nobody to help her and she didn't know anybody here and um, Gabbert says once a month she and a team of volunteers visit these dancing strip clubs armed with love and gifts for the women she said they go into the clubs. We have these little pink bags. And sometimes the ladies will say, oh, the pink bag ladies are here. And they get excited. And so they have small gifts for them in these little pink bags, like a lipstick or a nail polish. And they um, have their contact card in there. And sometimes they'll put a prayer in there. 
and um, they write notes of encouragement to the women and sometimes the women will say to them how did you know I needed that right now and so they all stand in the middle of the club and pray for them and um, she said uh, they actually circle up inside of the club like right here in the middle of the club and pray in a circle and everybody everyone will pray and then we hug it's just amazing it's like kicking Satan in the face which is wonderful to me and it's all about transforming lives in the process <clears throat> and she uh, Carly said we have had ladies leave we have had ladies come to church regularly We've had ladies kind of recommit their lives to Christ. And this Elena is a rape survivor and she grew up attending a Christian school. She encountered the ministry while trying to get work at a strip club. Instead of a dancing job, she received an unexpected blessing from a volunteer from Cherished. I was just quoting scripture and <clears throat> Alana... Alana said we were quoting scripture back and forth and she was like you know the word I said you know what it was in me now working as an interpreter at a vaccine location Alana credits cherished and other ministries and her church with helping her find peace and wholeness through God and she says her le spiritual level has grown and grown and grown and thanks to God's grace in keeping me, even the times I never acknowledged him. And now she offers help to others in the sex industry. And um, there's a way out and God will do it for you because he did it for me. Look at me. I'm here. I'm alive. And we're here to help everybody else to survive. Well, that's exciting. I hope they continue being successful. Well, you know, um, it's been quite a few years ago, but we did a story of a woman who came out of the sex industry, and she began ministering to them. I can't remember the name of that organization oh, I she can't started, either. but I was wondering if it's this one that they're talking about now, because she she was uh, active in that and got got saved. She came to know the Lord, and she started going back into the clubs. Um, well, you know, those people need Christ as well. Well, you know, um, when we were on the streets doing stuff, I mean, you meet people where you can. And, and you don't go into clubs, you don't go into bars unless you you really feel the calling because it's going to be a snare for you. You have to be able to... Uh, that's do, right. Do that. It's it's not just something, well, you get a wild hair and go in there. You better make sure that you're prayed up, you know why you're going, and you're well prepared. That's all there is to it. Well, they need to stop this, these kind of things, because it just is ex exploiting the women. Well, you know, I've I've talked about that. And you and I have discussed it. But, uh, you know, hey, the Lord is ready to deliver. Yes, he is. Amen. Thank God. Now, you know, Barnabas fund 
and that that's this next story is again touching on the fact of COVID in India and Nepal. You know, the two sections. Uh, and the reason we wanted to carry this is because the warning is there's so many Christian leaders dying that uh, Christian ministries are in danger of closing because there's no one to lead them. And now they have the black fungus. Now see, when I was in the military, there was another black, uh, what was it, uh, the black syphilis that they told the servicemen about when you would go into port. This is a black fungus, and of course, you know, in India, from the water that I've seen from a lot of the stories and everything, you know, they drink this stuff, you know, and they bathe in it, they, you know. But at any rate, the story goes this, is that over 2,000 pastors and Christian leaders have died from COVID in India. Oh, that's horrible. And at least 40 ministries in India are in danger of closing down simply because their leaders have died and there's no one able to replace them. On, on the 2nd of June of this month, uh, Barnabas Fund's Indian Project uh, partners reported that over 2,000 pastors and other Christian leaders have already died. And see, because they give these partners fund, when you raise money, you raise it for somebody over there and you give it to them. Um, and if they're not around anymore, you can't give them money. You know, someone's got to be there to take over. And a Christian leader in Nepal told Barnabas uh, Fund last month, We are losing many pastors and leaders. Even this morning we lost two pastors. The situation is very, very bad right now. More than 150 pastors and leaders are in hospital, isolating and COVID-19 positive. Many poor Christians have no food to eat. We have already experienced starvation. And the highly infectious strain of COVID has overwhelmed India. And so, uh, now the Christian population in India is approaching 4% and approaching 5% in Nepal. And both of those, you know, when you get into India, that's a big country. There's a lot of people there. So, uh, you know, we classify India as the third world. And uh, the third world has a lot of issues over there. I mean, with cleanliness and water, you know, hospital facilities, there are just so many. And then, of course, because you've got so much hatred at times for the Christians, that, and we reported on this before, that you will find that aid comes in from the local governments and they won't help the Christians. The Christians starve. And in one case, uh, it was reported by the Christians there that they told us to let your brothers and sisters uh, in America help you. Uh, yeah, that's horrible to be so uncompassionate towards people. And of course, that was years ago, but that gives you an example. Yeah. Well, it probably hasn't gotten any better. Well, we know from 
you know, matter of fact, it's getting worse. It's yeah. picking up. Now, the, another thing that gets me, this is Burkina Faso. We, uh, Burkina Faso is on our, our constant prayer list. I mean, I mean, there's some of these nations you're always praying for. Always. Now, suspected, they said, Islamic militants raided the village, mm-hmm. which is normal. Mm-hmm. Islamic militants raiding a village that has, if they're lucky, maybe one gun among them. Maybe a couple of government soldiers, maybe a truck. But it is also well known. For instance, uh, Boko Haram is well equipped, well equipped because they uh, make a lot of money illegally and more money than the government. And in a lot of cases, they're they have more firepower. So then they go into these villages that don't have anything that can fight against it. And they come in there just to firing. You know, and, and some of the vehicles I've seen were looked like the old Jeeps in uh, World War II. And they had them equipped with, uh, I forgot what it is, 38 caliber, whatever they are, 70 caliber machine gun, whatever that is. And they just come in shooting. And uh, 138 people were killed, at least. And uh, 7,000 families were on the run. Well, 7,000 times how many in a family? Right. Well, if you have four people in each family, that's 28,000 people. What are you going to do with 28,000 people? That's an astronomical number when you're looking at people having to flee their homes and trying to get to replace them. I mean, you know, get housing. Burkina Faso, and they're going, uh, you know, they're near the Mali border. I mean, um, and so... We heard that they were going over the border into Burkina Faso. So this village is on on the border. So it's hard to say which side the attack came from. Now, of course, the one who has uh, partners in the area is Voice of the Martyrs Canada, which we've reported from them before, Voice of the Martyrs Canada. And the spokesperson uh, was uh, Greg Musselman. And uh, he said, Lord willing, we'll be able to reach out to our friends there in Burkina Faso and find ways to help them remain strong in their faith in the middle of this horrible situation. And there is so much fighting going on over there from time to time. And and now it seems like they're all just um, going crazy. So at any rate, Burkina Faso, put that on your prayer list. Uh, do you want to do your last one here? Sure. Okay, you got a few minutes. Well, according to the Pakistan consensus, or I don't want to keep saying that, the Pakistan census, it's um, has is 
It's from 2017, and it has been much delayed, and it's reported that Pakistan Christian population is in decline, which I don't believe. I think it says, according to the official estimate from the 1998 census, Christians made up uh, 1.59% of Pakistan's total population, then 132 million. However, the 2017 census reports that Christians now comprise only 1.27% of the total population of 207,068 million. 207.68 million. That's two. Okay, 207.68 million people. So it's up like um 60 some percent or yeah 60 some million that's still over 200 you know 200, yeah that's a lot of people 207 million people and they they said they believe that the figures pertaining to the christian population have been grossly underreported in the two seven, 2017 census bishop dr azid marshall told the pakistan today and I believe that that is true, that they're trying to say that there's a decline. Yeah. And, uh, and there's... Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, there's several fact, uh, factors that have contributed to the inaccuracy of the data, including ignoring Christians living in small pockets across the country and not having the... Um, you know, they're filling out incomplete forms because they're not understanding this because of literacy issues and stuff and yeah. their children just like india mm-hmm. you know they they have the caste system well pakistan may not have a caste but yet they they uh, oppress christians so much and many of them are so poor and then of course remember the slave and the bricklayers right and the money lenders there they're terrible. We reported on it. So, yeah, this is this is a tragedy because uh, Christians will likely be allocated less political representation in the Pakistan national and provincial legislators, and um, more Christians will also likely be excluded from government welfare and employment schemes due to the undercount. And... Um, Albert David, a member of the National Commission for Minorities, said that Christians should carry out their own census in four or five districts to check the authenticity of the 2017 census. If the figures do not match the government numbers, we can then challenge the census results in the counts and demand a fresh count of minorities. That would be good. They need to do that. They go to court. To challenge the result. Right. And so, well, you know, I mean, well, how many things have we covered about Christians in Pakistan? I mean, if, if all you knew about was a sea of BB's case, that'd be enough. Yeah. But, see, you know, our reporting on Pakistan and following it goes back years and years and years. And I mean... 
Christians, little boys getting thrown in the brick kiln, burned alive. A couple that we reported on, they were thrown alive in a brick brick kiln. This is what happens in Pakistan. Yeah. And and yet, the governments of men, including America, treats Pakistan as if everything's fine. Everything is not fine. Everything is not fine. And if we, if you know, and you talk about Black Lives Matter, you're a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. Because when you turn around, the black-on-black violence in America is terrible. But then you turn around also, look at the black-on-black violence that you find in Africa alone. If you really cared about black lives, you'd be standing up. And if you really cared about lives at all, cared about them, you would be standing up for these people in Pakistan and in India, North Korea, for instance, China. Biden went so, you know, he sucks the hind, you know what, of, of uh, China. And they're one of the biggest uh, persecutors. Yeah, and oppressors. And that's yeah. the, the Muslims that are there, the Uyghurs. Give me a break. We stand up there and postulate. You get mad at Trump and you do all your junk that we're seeing today. Give me a break. You people are filthy, dirty, rotten, and you need to repent. You need to wake up because there's a lot of innocent people getting killed. And I mean, they're not just all Christian and they're not all pearly white. And they're not all black, black. They're every race, creed, and color you could think of. If you really want some fairness, then get off your two-sided farce that you're sitting on and get some justice. But you will never do that. That's why Christ is coming. And when he does, he will come. Oh, God help you. Now, you need to repent. Because in the end, he loves you. doesn't want to judge you. But the many-breasted one. He's coming. The super powerful one, El Shaddai. Well, Yahshua. He's coming. Well, we're coming down to the end. Okay, well, thank you everybody for joining us. Whenever you do, we're thankful to have you here and May God bless you richly and keep you safe and protected from the evils of this world. We love you. We hope the best for you. We pray for you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our websites, warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Good night, everybody. We'll see you again next time. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.